politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen yearning to be free once again. You have found your place to actually fight for liberty. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, CR Podcast, here on Thursday, August 5th. I'm very exhausted. It's been an exhausting week. It's been a hellish year and month for us when we thought we had our liberty back, and it's gone. And it's just clear that we are going to have to match the intensity of the other side. There is no rule of law in this country. There sure as heck ain't any science. Logic and facts don't work. You just need people who are willing to do. We're going to do our thing just like they do their thing. And we're going to have to start in the places where it resonates the most and have that amicable divorce. It's, it's obvious. All Just like with COVID, all avenues lead towards early and prophylactic treatment. That's the only way to deal with it. Everything else doesn't work. Likewise, politically, all avenues lead towards local activation in the reddest areas to start creating enclaves and grow from there and self-separate. I challenge anyone to find any greater solution. There is no solution on a national level because even what I'm talking about, hyper-localized, is very difficult. But we, we are living in a situation, we're going to go through some of the news of the day on, the, on COVID and the border, so the invasion and the night of fascism, and the two mix very closely together. Because they're bringing in a lot of COVID from the illegals. And that very same intensity of fascism, harnessing COVID to promote fascism, is shut off when it comes to illegals. Because, of course, it's not about COVID. It's not about anything they use. It's about the control. So the more they openly admit that you have the same viral load from being vaccinated, and we think even greater that you spread it just as much, so you're just as much of a threat. Whatever temporary amelioration of symptoms it does for the person who has the vaccine, but that's immaterial to their stated goal. The more they say openly, it's all going to wane and you have to get another shot, the more they say, shut up, we're mandating it anyway. And we're like, we can't believe this is happening to us. There's got to be something we can do. There's no way they can get away with it. And they're getting away with it. Facts and logic don't matter. So we got a lot to unpack today. Um, Sponsor today. We the people holsters. One thing that is still in our power. Because truth be told, the one thing Republicans fought for in red states is the Second Amendment. And you see the results. It could be on other issues. But for now... This is the one liberty you still have. You do have the right to carry. But care, what does carry mean? you got to have the right gun belt and holster. Too few people focus on this when they spend the money on guns and ammo. you got to have a quality holster that is both secure but very versatile that you could properly draw and it you know reaches your sight alignment in the right way. They could have that five-point draw that we learn out at front sight together. Um, on our Constitution Coach training. But anyway, go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash CR. Check out their premium hoodies and long sleeve t-shirts while you're looking for your uh, EDC tactical gun belt, as well as, obviously, 
their holsters. Every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee. If it doesn't fit perfectly, get a full refund. Read the people holsters.com slash CR. Get an additional 10 off with offer code CR. So it really gets it down to $30, $40, which is the best you can do for a quality American-made holster. Again, we the people holsters.com slash CR. So folks, the earth-shattering news is that they are announcing that within two weeks, they will likely approve the Pfizer shot permanently. Full approval. And we knew that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They'll, they'll approve it fully. The defense secretary announced he is mandating every active duty personnel get vaccinated. Like, what, what do you mean? You just said it's not working. At the same time, Moderna came out with, and this should be the biggest news of the day. Moderna came out with a statement that said, we believe that increased force of infection resulting from Delta, non-pharmaceutical intervention fatigue, and seasonal effects moving indoors will lead to an increase of breakthrough infections in vaccinated individuals. While we see durable phase three efficacy through six months, we expect neutralizing titers will continue to wane and eventually impact vaccine efficacy. Given this intersection, we believe dose three booster will likely be necessary prior to winter season. Do you understand? They're not saying immunocompromised. They're saying everyone. They're admitting it's already waning and saying eventually it'll be nothing. And they mean even um, serious illness because it's already nothing when it comes to cases. What a joke. And they admit exactly what the Israelis said six months. See, folks, here's the deal. There's a lot of murky data in the U.S. and a lot of lying going on, and it's hard to sift out what is going on. But what we do know is going on is that we are seeing massive spreads, meaning more than when there was 0% vaccination in areas like San Francisco, in areas like Iceland and Gibraltar and Israel and the U.K. before this. But, but, but particularly small enclaves where you have an entire unit, entire population of adults that are vaccinated. So you could play games with hospitalizations, but when you have a country like Gibraltar or Iceland, there's nowhere to run or hide. It's clearly the vaccinated that are spreading it. So in, so in areas in America where it's more murky, where it's you know half vaccinated, half unvaccinated, you can no longer look at us, oh, it's all the unvaccinated spreading it. You could say they're getting hit harder because they don't have that half-baked waning um, efficacy. But as we noted, it's that half-baked waning efficacy that's creating the mutations around it and are creating this phenomenon. And they're spreading it. And then eventually, uh, th- this is not me. This is Moderna. Eventually, it will be down to nothing. But here's the thing they don't tell you. If you're admitting that there's mutations, and Fauci is saying this. Everyone's saying he's lying, but this point he's probably right on. He's lying on the whole underlying vaccine. Is that it's the, vac- the, the mutations are mutating around the vaccine. So it's not going to work. Meaning, even if you believe in the Thing, you would have to go back to the drawing board and get a new vaccine. But to just give a new booster, A, they're admitting no matter what, it would only last for six months. And B, 
there's no way from the get-go it will be as effective as the last one because you're admitting that the mutations don't recognize it or it doesn't recognize the mutations. This is not right-wing. This is not anti-vax. This is Moderna's own position at this point. So they're telling people, including young people and including half the country that already had it and every day uh, unanswered unanimity of reports come out that there's durable, long-term lasting T-cell immunity to all the variants from natural infection and they're making them get, get it and assume the risks for nothing. How do you do this to a person? They're Nazis, literally Nazis. I'm taking their own stated position on COVID right now. Not mine. This is their view of what's going on. And then again, page 52 of the 57-page document, the memorandum from the FDA on approval of experimental um, vaccine, when they talk about antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE, they say, we don't see it short-term, but long-term is unknown, especially if there's waning immunity. And then Moderna tells us there is waning immunity. And then we see with our own eyes that it is spreading more prolifically and more out of season than it did last year when there was zero vaccine and much less built up immunity from people who had it. So you put that all together Shouldn't they have to prove that they're not creating it? Not us having to somehow prove that they're killing everyone until we're let off the hook. How do you do this to people? Do you think they're studying this? No, they're giving them final approval. It's unbelievable. They're literally looking at you in the eye and saying, this is the most important thing ever. You must get it because it works so much and it doesn't work and you need to wear a mask. And it's spreading it, and you have the same viral load, especially indoors. What does that mean? It works, but 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 especially there, there's breakthrough. Folks, when you have a vaccine that actually works, and you go to Haiti, you go to India, you go wherever, they tell you to get a vaccine. None of them are vaccinated there. But the Westerners are, and it works. Okay? You know, you have a hepatitis in these areas or whatever, and you go and you get your vaccine. And they're looking at us now. It works, but, you know, there's, there's a lot going on, and they go indoors, you're going to break through. What do you break through? You're vaccinated. They lit it. it is unbelievable. The whole point is they could say you affect another person. But now, and the hospitalizations are very unclear, but, it, but it's it doesn't matter. Let's even seed the point that most of the critical hospitalizations at this point are unvaccinated. Mind you, in Israel, I have the numbers here, just 43 out of 190 in ICUs in Israel now. 43 out of 190. It is straight up from the Hebrew language, but it's translated into English. Um, the Ministry of Health, this is August 3rd, so it is, what, Tuesday? This is Tuesday's data. We'll probably get Wednesday soon. That is 22%, just 22% are unvaccinated. So I don't know how to harm- harmonize that. I'm not sure. 
It seems to be more virulent and longer lasting here, although there's a lot of lying, so it's hard to tell. Whereas in the UK, they got rid of it pretty easily. I'm not, again, there's, there's unanswered questions. But the common denominator is, even if it's true, putting Israel aside, that here, overwhelmingly, they're unvaccinated. But what is abundantly clear from all the places where everyone is vaccinated is that you spread it, at least, just as much when you're vaccinated. And what's also clear is that that's probably because of immunal escape because the antibodies are waning. So the fact that they're getting like, remember, it's not like the unvaccinated, they're saying, oh, they're just asymptomatic. No, they're getting flu-like symptoms. It's just usually they don't have the serious, you know, response to it. They're hospitalized, they're shorter. And we'll see that that's rapidly fluid and evolving. I believe one thing also is Israel. I believe it started out that way too, but they're ahead of us on this curve. So it, we're literally in the days and weeks of that waning activity. This is not my hypothetical thing. This is between the lines, but not even so much between the lines, what Moderna is telling us. Now, folks, <laughs> when you're talking about health, we know everything has to be personalized. Okay, you can't have this scattershot thing. You have to look at a guy's body, look at his immune system. What does he need and treat it? So Gainful, our partner this month here at CR Podcast, they actually do that to meet your personal fitness goals with your uh, pre-workout cocktail. They have a great cocktail that they have for you guys that it gives you your peace of mind. You get your protein, your hydration, your pre-workout supplements, They have the best ingredients, Um, and what I like about it is you go online, and it only took me five minutes. You type in your type of workout, your type of um, your obviously your some of your health uh, details, your your body weight, your BMI, and they'll put together your own personalized formula, and then they'll mail it to you. It's amazing, and it, it really worked for me because. The problem I have, a lot of people ask me, how do I put out so much content? And all I do is I research, read, write, communicate. It's emotionally draining. It's it's physically tiring. But it's also, it's not like I'm doing physical labor. So, you know, the more work you do physically, the more it boosts your energy. But I'm expending myself, but I'm kind of just sitting in my, you know, in front of a microphone, a radio, uh, uh, my my computer, and I'm just killing my body over it. So at the end of the day, I had no energy to do the weights and treadmill, go jogging, whatever. Um, That's usually what I try to do. I have no energy. Gainful just boosted it. It just, wow. I almost look forward to it now. And, you know, it's really, I'm finally meeting my goals. I always just like, I do it for a day and then I put it off and I'd wind up exercising like three days a month. Um... Every Gainful customer gets, again, complimentary one-on-one access to their own registered dietitian. So you could actually, if you have questions, you could call up and they'll answer your questions anytime. Um, Rigorous quality control. Another good thing is that, again, there's zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. So, you know, the best, best, I I love this when you have a healthy product and then they put garbage in it and then it, you know, um, neutralizes it. So, folks, start your personalized fitness journey today with Gainful. Get 20 bucks off your personalized supplements. Go to gainful.com 
slash conservative. That's G-A-I-N-F-U-L dot com slash conservative for $20 off. Go today to get your personalized nutrition made for your tastes. Okay, folks. So now, what I was saying here is that the more the efficacy wanes and the more they cause it and they don't want to be caught in the act, the more they distract the, the, the lockdown didn't work. Do the mask. The mask didn't work. Do the shot. The shot didn't work. Do the booster. So you don't even have time to catch your breath. The thing I love about the other side is, and again, I've said this, the reason the left is so successful is not because they're so convincing. They're so convincing because they do it. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but I'm going to give my analogy again. If you have someone on the ground... And um, you come and you find someone on the ground and there's five paramedics working on the guy. And someone comes and say, hey, what's wrong with the guy? And you say, oh, he has a paper cut. You're not going to believe it because your eyes don't reflect that. What you're seeing reflects something like, you know, he broke his neck or something. Or he went into cardiac arrest. So what the other side does is They do crazy stuff that is so insane. It would be so insane if it didn't warrant it that you couldn't believe it doesn't warrant it or that they're not right because you wouldn't do something that crazy, right? You, you, You wouldn't shove vaccines in the entire population that wear off after all those risks and you wouldn't scuttle so many available cheap effective prophylaxis and treatments if they, if they would, would be available, right? No, they would do that. But it's so hard to believe. What they are is like Proverbs 26, 11. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth, returneth to his folly. They'll keep going back. Israel, three lockdowns, um, massive fines for not wearing a mask even outdoors. And the best vaccine rollout of anyone. And they have twice as many cases as they had this time last year. And yet, they'll go right back to it. Starting in over the weekend, I think. They're starting their, their next lockdown. The question is, are we about to have that here? And the problem is that we don't have equal and opposing force. And, and this is where I want to bring in the immigration issue to the, to the discussion. You see, the other side, what they do is they point to a crisis. It might be fake, it might be real, and they caused it, and there's a much better solution, and their solution is going to aggravate it, but they point to a problem. And they're like, this is dangerous, this is, everyone's going to die, or it's immoral, it's terrible, whether it's economic, the poor, the something must be done, and you know what they do? They don't debate it. They don't ask for permission. They don't ask for permission from the courts. They don't go through the legislative process. They go, and they do it, and they never turn back. And then they're like, hey, the only question is, are we going to do more? So then, before we can even catch our breath, we're like, what? We're mandating this. What, 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 do, you, what do you mean? Uh, huh? Oh, and you have to wear a mask, too. Oh, what? what huh? And, and the hits keep coming. And the more radical they are, they actually benefit from it. So, let me give you an example. What's happening now in, in, in these southern states, all these blue areas, 
It's funny, when Republicans have the presidency, the governor, the county executive, all of it, they can't push back against the left. But these guys, you could have a dinky county government and they'll do what they want. So Alachua County and I think some others in Florida are saying, screw you to Ron DeSantis. We're going to go mask the children anyway. This is spreading. This is a problem. The Delta is terrible. It's going to kill everyone. They seize the moment and we're going we're gonna to do it. They're doing that in Arizona as well to defy the state law that passed. And, you know, at least, you know, most states, I don't have much faith in what they're going to do. At least the governor, hopefully, will follow through and cut off school funding to them and really find ways to put the screws to them. But by the way, this is just as a side point, this is a lesson to how if you have all the local officials in unison, no matter what authority they have, it really is very, I mean, it's the, it's the doctrine of lowest magistrate. The people, the, the, the government closest to the people, they have a lot of power. Our side never used that. When do you ever have a red state that defied blue state stuff? The red county, I mean, a red county, the red counties and blue states were screwed the entire time. They did the mass, they did everything. But here, when the shoe's on the other foot, they fight. Now let's look at Texas. Let's look at the legal immigration issue. You have millions of people pouring through. Everyone in the country knows it, okay? This has finally broken through. You have the crisis to seize upon, the crime, the resources, but most importantly, you could jujitsu the fear that the left blew up in the, in the country over COVID, that, and they have the data on this. This is unbelievable, this is from Fox News. Texas border city says more than 7,000 COVID-positive migrants released since February. 1,500 in the last week. This is in McAllen, Texas. So they, they have the data. They have the narratives that people want it. And in fact, it's so bad that, remember, the border areas are Democrat-controlled. Even the Democrats are calling for tougher action. You have the people. You have the, you, you, you have the impetus to do it. But a court says... A federal court, mind you, you know, state, state governor, a president, you have the power of the purse a little bit, you can, you can put the screws in, a court can't do anything to you. And Republicans are like, okay, you're right, injunction, nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. This is the time for Greg Abbott to say, how dare you? You can't have an invasion. And, and, and folks, this is the problem even some conservative friends of mine that I talk to in state legislators, they get so caught up into the minutia and they don't understand you can have one side going for years, violating every facet of law in the Constitution and the social compact, the job of a government, and then we're left with the cascading effects of those breaches of law in the Constitution. And they're like, well, we're constrained in simply reversing those effects. This is exactly what Justice Robert Jackson meant when he famously said in a 1949 court case, the Constitution is not a suicide pact. Okay? And what that meant was that basically you can't... This, this was a case even for an individual. An individual First Amendment right. A guy they felt was inciting crowds and inciting mobs. At the end of the day, that's First Amendment. But his point was that 
you know, at some point, you can't take one narrow slice of the Constitution to the gates of hell like 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 a like Amelia Bedelia, you know, hyper hyper literalist to the point that you sacrifice the letter and spirit of every other aspect of not just the constitution but the entire purpose of government. You can't do that. That was the point there. Okay, this was a case um Terminello uh, v Chicago is 1949 actually. And Jackson said, the choice is not between order and liberty. It is between liberty with order and anarchy without either. There is a danger that if the court does not temper its doctrinaire logic with a little practical wisdom, it will convert the Constitutional Bill of Rights into a suicide pact. And... Despite the flagrant constitutional violation by Chicago of the rights of a U.S. citizen giving a speech, um, Jackson felt that the majority had reached the point of accepting the doctrine that civil liberty means the removal of all restraints to maintain order. And in the long run, it would make maintenance of free speech more endangered if the population could have no protection from the abuses which lead to violence. And um, he was in the minority. It was a dissenting view. But the funny thing is, two years later in Finer v. New York, it seems like the court did adopt that. This was, again, a case similar in Syracuse, New York. Police arrested a man for inciting a mob. Irving Finer caused a riot. He urged black people to, quote, rise up in arms and fight for equal rights. He was arrested and charged with breaching the peace. Um, this time, the majority joined Jackson. And believe that the facts on the ground showed that allowing the individual the right to inhibit governmental action would, would be a bridge too far. Majority opinion noted that civil liberties cannot make governments, quote, powerless to prevent a breach of peace, unquote. Or to use its considered judgment when faced with crisis to exercise their power and duty to preserve peace and order. Giving, among other factors, quote, the existing situation the imminence of greater disorder. So, folks, you have an invasion of the state, which in itself is born out of the federal government violating the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, to guarantee a state protection from invasion, the purpose of a federal government greater than any constitutional provision, and every statute of the INA. So now they're faced with the consequences and not just like any consequences, but it's, it's killing their state. They have no sovereignty, no security, their resources and everything. And mind you, they're not trying to breach an individual right. They're illegal aliens. They don't have a right to be in America. It's not like the cases where they're taking away an American's First Amendment under this doctrine. So it's just this like more lesser important doctrine of federal control over immigration. But that federal control was breached by the same courts when they greenlit sanctuary cities. See, the sanctuary states are a huge magnet of why they come through the border and go to Texas. So you can't violate that very legal principle 
and then have Texas suffering and languishing from those effects of that breach, and then you then apply the principle just to them when they want to extirpate themselves from that very situation. you got to understand that. It's the same thing like, oh, Daniel, we can't call a session a, a special session of the legislature. Only the governor could do that. You guys are the duly elected, most narrow, you know, first line of defense of, of, of the people. The state legislatures are the most American form of government we have. Okay, you're duly elected and you're going to stand for re-election again. You have governors and the president inches away. I mean, they're doing it already, but it's, this is imminent mandating something that is all risk and no return and is likely perpetuating and exacerbating the epidemic itself. And they need to come in there and bar all entities from requiring this, subject to them and or subject them to liability. That would that would end this. Anti-discrimination law. Oh, we can't get into session. So you, you could have the government declare, let's say Hitler were reincarnated, declared the Fourth Reich, and gets into power. Are you going to say, oh, I don't, we can't deal with it because of some procedural crap. You can't do that. And it's the same principle with, oh, Daniel, I have this doctrine. I don't like telling private sector what to do. You can't do that when this only arose from the government censoring and pushing and blocking any other information and giving people false choices and then shutting businesses down for an entire year. And you're like, you know, the only way of stopping that is to do this. You're like, I don't want to regulate private business. When mind you, it's not. It's an exemption that's being given to every ADA anti-discrimination law, medical privacy law we ever had in this country. We're just removing that carve out that they're creating. I can't stand this anymore. This is the political will we need from Republicans in red states. They got to, this is our only hope. Otherwise, we're, we're screwed. This is North Korea. I don't, I don't, I don't, God knows where this is going to head. And let's, and let's talk about that experimentation. Last night, late last night, it dropped. I don't know how they got it published. It will probably be retracted. But they got it published in JAMA. JAMA is the big, you know, Journal of American Medical Association. That, along with the New England Journal, are like the two most regarded medical publications. So JAMA, they got a study published from the Providence Medical System. So 40 hospitals in Oregon, Washington, and parts of California, maybe some other places. Um, so they were in-house researchers from that system, medical system, and. They studied myocarditis and pericarditis in their system. So they looked, in other words, they used the um, medical, electronic medical records to gauge every person vaccinated and immediately admitted to the hospital. Mind you, this is only people admitted, so it's not going to catch all the cases. And in their limitations, so... Sometimes you have a limitation. You have to, when you do a study, you have to publish limitations, like mitigating factors that maybe question your res results and your conclusion. 
So sometimes you could say, yeah, maybe my conclusion is a little bit blunted by the limitations. Their limitations say, if anything, it's a lot worse than they make it out to be. So anyway, they found that there's vaccine adverse event underreporting for both myocarditis and pericarditis. Myocarditis is the inflammation of the heart muscle. Pericarditis is inflammation of the lining outside the heart. Um, you know, that's that's all I know. I don't know more than that, but that's that's the big problem here. And they found a 62% increase over the background rate. So they tracked it. They went back into the records. They tracked it from the two years preceding the vaccination period and during the six-month period of the vaccination, and they found a 62% increase just in their, just from admissions to their medical system. And and um, so, so that means that CDC understated the myocarditis problem from the shots, but also they downplayed pericarditis. You don't hear enough about that. Pericarditis, they say, is more of a problem with older people. Myocarditis is younger people. This is a huge deal. It, and it's just total, again, this is a major hospital system publishing in JAMA, okay? Even with all the censorship, this is not some right-winger or something. Shut up. You must get this. How do you do that to people? When we have so many available things. Do you know, I didn't even realize, I forgot this. I've been talking about famotidine, which is Pepsid. Okay? There's a lot of evidence that if you get COVID, if you immediately start taking, um, it's too extra strength. A lot of people are asking me, um, pe- uh, famotidine over-the-counter is Pepsid AC, the heartburn medication. Uh, the extra strength is 20 milligrams. The dosage that is recommended for COVID is 40. So it's two of them twice a day, maybe once a again, once then. Do it for a few days. There's a lot of mounting evidence that it might be at least as effective as even ivermectin. And this is already over the counter. Nobody knows about this. Do you know that Trump was giving given famotidine? Okay, the president of the United States, you got to believe he's got the best doctors. They're going to do whatever they can. You know, he's given several things. One of them was famotidine. Why is that being kept a secret? Instead, they're like, wear a mask. Do you know that Japan has a 19,483% increase in cases since um, the study lauded Japan for having a 98% mass compliance? It is the greatest lie ever perpetrated on humanity. And in fact, like we've said this a number of times, like everything else, like the lockdowns and like the vaccine with ADE and immune viral escape, I believe the masking likely transmits it more. As was as Fauci himself said when he spoke as a scientist before he became a politician or a full-fledged one. And Jerome Adams as well, the Surgeon General at the time, that you touch it, you wind up manipulating it. You spread it more. Um, it becomes a conduit because it gets filled with moisture and you don't swap it out. Everything they did 
it's not just the collateral damage. It's not just it was unnecessary. They made the virus worse in every respect. And they blocked the one avenue of treatment. And let me ask you a question, folks. Let me ask you a little itty-bitty question. My friend Jordan Shackdale reports, and he's done a good job going into the Gates Foundation. Um, well, we have to get Jordan back on the show. He used to work for me here at the, at the Blaze and, and uh, Conservative Review. Uh, but he's now an independent investigative journalist. Terrific, terrific research he does. In September 2019. September 2019. So that's before the official known inception of the virus in Wuhan. The Gates Foundation made a $55 million pre-IPO equity investment into BioNTech. Okay, that's the partner of Pfizer in developing this vaccine. The company had never bought, brought a single product to the market. You've heard of Pfizer, you never heard of BioNTech. The Gates equity in BioNTech is now valued at over $1.1 billion. So they put in $55 million. It's a 20-fold return. The Gates Network also has substantial equity in Moderna, which has also done a 20-fold over the last year in, in gains. Prior to COVID, Moderna, like BioNTech, had never brought a product to market. They invested in September. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I myself like dismissed, and not that I dismiss anything anymore because I believe anything, but I don't like to jump on something before I have critical, you know, multiple points coming from multiple different uh, standards of evidence that start jiving with each other because I want to, you know, I don't want to give people false information. And there's so much of this going on. I I wonder, because we already know what the gain of function, we already know Fauci funded it, we already know the government was in on it. And when, and when the government's in on it, the auxiliary to government, which are these big pharma corporations, they, they are government, you, you better believe they're in on it. I'm telling you, folks, I think the story of the last two years is that the very maggot vermin from the pits of hell that created the virus then had the nerve to scare people about it and make them feel bad like they did something wrong and that they better shut their lives down and destroy their lives and they better mask and their kids' lives are destroyed. The millions of people that will wind up dying as a result of this. And they blocked all treatment. I spoke with the, yesterday the doctor from Florida. I'm going to have him on hopefully next next week, doctor. It's, it's spelled Ragster, but I think it's pronounced Reiter. Um, he was treating with famotidine and ivermectin and fluvoxamine in, in, um, in uh, April. April of last year. That's all he does is treat COVID. 99% of his patients never had to go to the ER even. Not a single one has ever been intubated. It is, they, they, they blocked that. And then they're shoving the vaccine and criminalizing our existence, destroying the careers of a military serviceman. A 25-year-old guy, 20-year-old guy. Such low risk for the virus, but the highest risk for myocarditis from the shot. People, they can't get jobs, can't go to college. And now it's just going to be mandated on everyone. By the very 
dirtbags that created this. Where is this narrative in Republican legislatures? How are the leaders in Republican legislatures not holding hearings that are televised? I could get them an endless stream, as censored as things are, but there are people out there that could speak with authority on every aspect of COVID, the politics of it, the pharmacology of it, treatment of it, the mask part of it, the shots, and expose this and take their state in a different direction. The closest thing we have is Florida. The governor was pretty feisty yesterday. Hopefully he's headed in a better in, in a direction to just blow this wide open. If he doesn't do it, we have nowhere. We have nowhere to go. We have one state. And they got to fight back, and they got to do this on illegal immigration too. You have the facts, the morality, the law. Yes, the law on your side. Go do it. If I could articulate it, they should be able to art- articulate it as well. Folks, do you know how dark this is, what these subhuman maggots are doing? You know, I've noted that the monoclonal antibodies, even the monoclonals, nobody knows about them. Very few people know where to get them. Again, I've had people tell me they were told just one person in the entire facility came in that day because no one even knows to go for that treatment. Mind you, it's invasive. Mind you, it's a freaking fortune. It's insane how much money it is. And I still believe that our cocktails work better Um, And also just people, even if they work well, it's got to be done early with the monoclonal and a lot of um, it it just naturally people are going to be less inclined until they really feel like they're in danger to go and do something invasive like that. Um, Not that it's that big of a deal. It's an injection. But you know what I'm saying? it, It just the reality is people aren't going for it. But let me tell you something. I, I was speaking to Dr. McCauley yesterday, and I said, I was like, look, you know, these guys, this is big pharma, and it's a fortune, and they still won't push it. Um, so you see, that's how much they want to engage in genocide and, and make people die so they're fearful of it. They won't even push big pharma's thing that somewhat works. And he said, Daniel, you're missing the point. It's worse than that. Eli Lilly already got their money. They don't get per per diem per per. Uh, usage per injection. The government spent billions of dollars and bought it all up front, and they, they, they got their money. So this stuff is just sitting there. They got their money. That's all they care. They don't care about treating people. And these subhuman pieces of... There's no words in the English language to describe it, these low lives. They have the nerve to look at people like me that have directed people to life-saving treatment that we don't care? You bastard. You created it. You exacerbated it. You created mutations around it with viral escape. You caused unimaginable collateral damage in every aspect of our life. High-risk vaccines for nothing now. And you blocked numerous cheap effective ways that could have saved 90% at least of the people who died. You can go straight to hell. Straight to hell. We are at a tipping point in America. 
With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. <sighs> anyway, before I spontaneously combust here, um, wanted to just share a couple of other just quick observations with you on on what we're seeing. One of you guys, and I'm sorry if I, I just can't remember who to credit here, but a listener sent me an article of this Finnish firm. They this this was already in late May, a couple months ago, but uh, from Finland, they they got a U.S. patent for a COVID drug, a nasal spray. And do you know what it contains in it? You guessed it, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> um. And and they got a patent. Now, again, a patent is just, you know, they're patenting the technology, so I guess the blockade on treatment is not extending to that. They still have a mountain to climb to actually use it medically. That's FDA. But, again, what it tells you is anyone who actually wants to solve the problem and they're investing in a patent and everything, they get it. And this is a Finnish com- company. It's not a massive American global Pfizer type of thing. So where they could piss money around and have government just, you know, spend money on their behalf for stuff that doesn't work. So they're going to pursue things that do work and indeed that. But, folks, they can't tell the truth about this. And every doctor I talk to, there's a bunch of them here and there, independent ones. You know, each one adds another thing to the list. There's, there's, There's tons of stuff you could treat it with. You know, the, the the vexing issue is the people that really are prone to get it the worst, you have to really fine-tune, and that we've had 17 months of research and that we should have been doing. But to most people, overwhelm, and when I say most people, I mean even most people who would have otherwise gotten hospitalized, um, really, I mean, any treatment with ivermectin and famotidine, things like that, early on, I mean, that's, it's, you're, 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 you're going to take care of that. And, and again, a lot of you guys are asking me about those of you who got the vaccine and have issues from the vaccine. Definitely ivermectin. I don't know about famotidine and what that does for, for you know, the inflammation from the vaccine, but ivermectin works for that. And all around, it just seems to be a terrific, terrific drug. Um, I, again, I don't want to get carried away, but there are people talking about promising uh research on it for cancer as well it's just a very it just inhibits bad stuff getting into your cell so it's just an all-around very very broad mechanism of action it's it's one of the crying shames that they're uh they're blocking this so there's a lot of other stuff going on but again just to wrap up from what we're talking about today you got the infrastructure bill okay this is something where government, this is basically the Obamacare of transportation. They're going to socially, it's not just the trillion dollars they're spending. It's the social engineering that they're going to control, track, monopolize every aspect of that. 
yet Mitch McConnell and all these Republicans are on board and they're going to pass it. So we're never going to come out of this. Um, Again, I'm just jumping around here, just frantically trying to get you as much information before we got to call it quits today. I got to get on another interview. But two important data points I want to give you. Uh, This one guy, CEO from a hospital system in South Florida, he was like, you know, twelve per only twelve percent of the people are uh, in the hospital are vaccinated, and half of them are really just with not because of COVID. It's just they test positive afterwards, and therefore it's only six percent. Now, look, we've already explained why that's true, and that's only temporary, and that's actually means that it's a half baked ground, and it's it's part of the AD and viral immune escape, and we're gonna be, you know, having guests on the show to delve into that in greater depth than certainly I'm qualified to speak about. But we we dealt with that. I want to talk about an ancillary admission from that statement. And and those of you who are sharp might have just caught it. This guy is admitting that 50% of, of hospitalizations are bogus. Because it's not just the vaccinated, it's true of the unvaccinated too. 50, there's a 50% markup. Because we all know when the virus is virulent in a given area, it's spreading a lot, and you are going to have a number of legitimate COVID patients in the hospital, you're going to have nosocomial spread. So if you're there for a kidney stone, if you're there for a gallbladder surgery or uh, an appendix removal or whatever, anything else under the sun, a car accident, guess what? You're going to have nosocomial spread. So this is all the more how stupid it is we're clogging up the hospitals because we're we're stupidly treating this like it's still day one when we're treated it like Ebola, like you come in with the hazmats, you isolate them, you have to isolate the doctors and this and that, and then you have a shortage of staff. Stop doing that because so much of this is bogus. But also, this is the all more of a reason why it's so stupid to block outpatient treatment. Because you're just going to infect more people in the hospital. It's so dumb. The the ERs, it's just so stupid what we're doing. PCPs need to be treating this. And frankly, the government should have freaking mailed out a kit to people with, you know, ivermectin, famotidine, doxycycline, and certainly all the vitamins and supplements with clear directions on how to take them. Again, there's other stuff that, you know, obviously you'd want prescription for. But that, as a baseline, there's no reason it should have been handed out. You, you want to say doxycycline, on antibiotic, you don't want to make it available, fine, crop that from there, you could debate that, but that's the broader point. So, an amazing admission that there is a 50% markup. One more thing. There's a Korean study in Nature Communications that talks about It's the longest-running study on T-cell immunity from those that got SARS-CoV-2. And 10 months later, they found that they have the most durable, long-lasting T-cells on par with stem cells. Now, that's not even news anymore because we already knew that. You know, we already knew that. But I want to make... a very minor point, but it's important about the censorship. Here's how they 
here's how they uh, phrase their conclusion. <clears throat> Considering the self-renewal capacity and multipotency of T-cells, our data suggests that SARS-CoV-2-specific T-cells are long-lasting after recovery from COVID-19, thus support the feasibility of effective vaccination programs as a measure of COVID-19 control. So here's the deal. They couldn't put out a study saying long-lasting immunity from prior infection is so awesome and therefore 50% don't need the vaccine and therefore get people natural immunity through with early safe treatments. No. Therefore, vaccinations are very promising and we're going to force the people that had the greater immunity from which we're trying to derive some degree of efficacy for a vaccine, we're going to force them to get it. Wow. That is how screwed up the medical academic world is. That is corrupt as hell. They, they take their own conclusion clear as day for anyone reading it, and they make the most convoluted you know, policy suggest, suggestion based off of it. Again, as always, I hope, I hope you've learned something. That's my goal here. Um, we got to convene special sessions. We got to force the legislatures to get on the playing field, deal with the Nuremberg violations, bar COVID fascism, bar vaccine fascism, push early treatment, and then replicate that model and every other policy issue, break away from the morass. That's our only hope. We're going to talk about that in the coming days, how to better accomplish that. Send this show to 50 of your friends and relatives. Give us a five-star rating, please, on iTunes. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.